All right, guys, welcome to episode two of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to give a very big thank you to all of you who tuned in last week. Thank you for your love and support. Now with me this week, I'm very excited to announce my special guest. She has inspired me in more ways than she knows. She is the person that walks into the room and lights up everyone's faces. With me today, I have my sister-in-law and best friend, Lexi. So Lexi, after, let me see, 20 times of me (laughs) trying to record the intro, welcome to the Self Love Effect podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for asking me to be on it. Well, thank you for saying yes. <laughs> so on, we're going to dive right in. I mean, this is, I feel like that's the only right way to do it. Yes. <laughs> but um, from what I've gathered in all your posts, and I feel like you've always been a very open person and just always um, very vocal and not just self-love, but, you know, um, adapting with hard times and not allowing your past to consume the person you are today because I mean you walk into a room and I've said it before um but you just light up everybody like you have this shot this absolute radiance to you and you leave everybody that with a smile on their face I mean that's like the simplest way to put it you leave everybody with a smile um but on one of your post that really got me is when you had said growing up in a town where everyone looked like Barbie and Ken it was hard not to compare myself or wish I had what they had so I'm going to let you take over um you know I feel like you have a lot to say in regards to um bullying and self-love and um just your childhood in general and growing up and just how you blossomed into this person that is just radiates uh beauty and self-confidence in every way possible. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I, growing up, we moved around a lot, but for the most part, I lived in Orange County. Like that's the county we mainly lived in, but I grew up in a town called Yerba Linda. Uh, it was, if you know OC, you, you think, you know, like rich people, you know, if you think not LA almost, but like, just like the rich people with the mansions, the big old mansions. Yeah. And so that's where I grew up. So that's like a little bit of background. But growing up there, we weren't considered rich, like compared to everyone else that I was growing up with. Like I didn't have what everyone had at the time. I had like a version down or like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like updated. What's the word? Like an outdated version. Yes. Like, thank okay. you. Outdated. <laughs> that's the word. Thank you. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. That that was hard on me, especially, it's sad to say, but in elementary school, because all these kids had, like, the best of the best, and here I was with, like, hand-me-downs, and I, growing up, I hated it. Like, I absolutely hated it, and I would get mad at my parents for it, for, like, taking me to, like, thrift stores, and then it's crazy to say that, because now my favorite stores are thrift stores. Like, you will <laughs> always catch me shopping at a thrift store or in the clearance section, because I hate paying full price for things, but Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in elementary school, I had these, these, I still have teeth. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I had a very hard time with my smile and it is because I had a really bad overbite and I had these gigantic horse teeth as people would call it as well, the kids 
that I was in school with called me horse mouth. And I got called that for maybe three, four years, a very, very, very long time. And I would come home crying and just absolutely despising myself. And I just, I could not, I, for the longest time, I didn't want to look in the mirror because I hated what I saw. <laughs> and um, my dad, and because my mom wasn't really around at the time. I mean, she was around, but I didn't live with her. Uh, I live with my dad. But he would always ask me, you know, like, what's wrong? And, like, I felt too ashamed to, like, speak up and say something. And the woman that I am today, like, if you're dealing with any kind of bullying, like, you need to speak up to your parents because all they want for you is, like, the best, if that makes sense. Sorry, I'm going all over the place. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> We're just... <clears throat> We, we're just talking. It's just a casual conversation. Um, yeah, he would always ask me, you know, like, what's wrong? Like, why are you so upset? Why are you so sad? And I would just be like, nothing. You know, it's just girls. But it wasn't just girls. It was also boys. And that took a really big toll on my confidence growing up. And he caught me. <laughs> oh, my God. He caught me one day with a nail file in my mouth, shaving down my teeth. And... He was like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you doing this? And he was crying. And he's like, I don't, you're beautiful, you know, just the way that you are. Like, God made you perfect. And I was like, I just hate it, Dad. Like, I hate what I see. And like, growing up being called horse mouth or horse teeth. And then you look in the mirror and then you smile. Like, you just, I don't know, I took like an extreme measure and I'm paying for it now with the teeth that I have. (laughs) But... Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think that stopped until I was in high school and I got braces. So I was dealing with it for a very, very long time. I just learned to kind of suck it up at the time <laughs> and kind of bottle my feelings. And I, I still do that a little bit, not like crazy like I used to. But <clears throat> yeah, I just learned to bottle everything up. And I've learned that that is not a healthy route to take. Like, do right, not right. do that because you will drive yourself literally insane. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. You will. <clears throat> but so, yeah, that hurt. That took a really big toll on my confidence and like how I was viewing myself or like viewing things in general. And it just sucked because all the people that I grew up with, like like what I said on my post, were like Barbie and Ken. So it was like blonde hair, blue eyes tall, skinny, freaking perfect teeth, you know, but seeing it now, it's because they had the money, you know, to like take care of those things and they needed to. And like growing up, we were not, that was not like a, a main concern. Like a main, our main concern was having like a roof over our head or like food on our table. And I'm going to chime in really mm-hmm. quick because I know, you know, Kim and I have to- not told you directly, but have said it aloud. Um, when we first, at least when we first met you, um, in regards to, well, skinny girls don't get it. If you're thin, you don't understand, you know, cause we come from a genetic line where we have to work hard when and we talk about this all the time. If we stop working out, we'll put on the weights so, like quickly. It's like not in our genetics to be, you know, thin, like and my brother, he's very thin and tall and my sister and I, you know, we have to work really hard, but I remember you telling me just because you're skinny, just because I'm thin doesn't mean someone is happy. 
So just kind of elaborate on that because, you know, when you told me that I was kind of taking it back. Well, first I was being insensitive, but I was saying it in regards to I didn't love myself at the time. And, you know, people don't understand me. You know, if 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 you're thin, yeah. you don't understand someone that's, you know, overweight. Um, but, you know, you had opened my eyes at that point. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm being really irrational here because just because you're thin doesn't mean. Uh, you feel like you're in absolute love with yourself. No, you're no, it's true. Uh, yeah, you you know, because the stigma today is like you had to be thin, you had to be fit in order to be really like beautiful, well considered beautiful, and I think that's total crap. Excuse me, but total crap. Uncensored. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's uncensored. Here. Okay. Uh, okay. So you're good. <laughs> so growing up, I was always tall and skinny. Not like twig skinny, but skinny, <laughs> and. Uh, everyone, not, not just you in general, but everyone always had this idea that I loved the person that I was just because I was so skinny and I wasn't like, I was never fully happy with myself and weight should not have anything to like do with your happiness or with the way that you view your beauty or beauty in general. And I've learned that, especially now having a daughter or just a kid in general, not just a daughter, because you know, every kid shouldn't feel that way. (laughs) But no, especially now that I have a daughter, because like looking back, I'm like, man, I don't want her to feel like the way that I felt, you know, like I want her to love herself for who she is. But um, so yeah, everyone had this like stigma, you know, that skinny people are like have it all, you know, like they can fit into everything. They don't have problems with anything. They don't have problems with their diet. And that is totally 100% not the case. I could say that with 100% confidence. That is not the case at all. Um, yeah, when I I had a hard time specifically finding shorts that fit me. And I know that's like a weird thing to say, but that's because funny. my legs were so tall and skinny, shorts did not fit me like the right way. And I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. That's why growing up, I honestly, I would never wear shorts. Like I would always wear pants or like skirts or dresses. Never in my life did I wear denim shorts. <laughs> But um, I always had trouble with gaining weight or like gaining muscle. And I know a lot of people out there think that people who are skinny don't have that like problem. Like they just think, you know, like, oh, they just take really good care of themselves or whatever. No, like I for the life of me was trying really, really hard for years to put on weight. And it wasn't until recently when you introduced me across it that I actually like started to like see results. (laughs) And I put on some weight. She's a buff mom. (laughs) I'm getting there, you guys. I'm getting there. But um, yeah, so I had a really, really hard time gaining weight. And it's funny because like you you wouldn't you wouldn't think that, you know, when you think of someone that's like over overweight, they have a hard time losing weight. Well, I had a hard time gaining weight. I feel like that's like in my what I think of when I say body positivity, like and you said it, it doesn't doesn't have doesn't ha- doesn't mean what other people perceive it to mean right now in this pandemic and quarantine time. It just doesn't mean you can, I don't know, eat whatever you want and it's okay to do this and this and this. And that's body positivity. No, when Mm -hmm. I think body positivity, I think you love yourself not based on the number on the scale. So when I think body positivity and normalize normal bodies, it's because we're all beautiful. So 
regardless if you're, you know, if you classify yourself as skinny or you say you're overweight or whatever it is, you know, we're not taking this movement of self-love, body positivity. We're not talking in regards to, um, you know, the number on the scale. We're talking about the mental health aspect of it, because I feel like that's where the core is, is, is the foundation is the stronghold of it all. It's what do you feel about yourself mentally? You know, it's when you look in that mirror, how do you feel about yourself? Um, it's not about fitting into a size four pair of jeans or a size nine, 12, 22, whatever the case may be. It's body positivity really starts mentally. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, regardless of if you're skinny, you struggle with putting on uh, weight, or if you're overweight and you have a really hard time losing it, I feel like we all can connect on that level of, you know, um, where we're struggling with something, yeah, you know, but I feel like at little times that we take the whole body positivity thing and it's kind of like running on with it. And it's based on just, um, your overall like scale. Yeah. Number. And like the size that you are. Yeah. And it, it absolutely is not. And then, um, it really isn't like we should, you should, I don't know. I think scales are total shit. <laughs> yeah, they are. I, I think we should just um I mean for health purposes, no, don't yes. get me wrong. Absolutely, yes. you know, like I get it. But um literally I yeah. think the only time you should use a scale is when you're a baby baby. <laughs> to make sure you're actually putting on the weight that you need to. It's just too easy to become obsessed. I know with my obsessive personality, I'm just like I get on it once it, and then I'm like, oh, let me get on it again and again and yeah. again and again. And it was like um Lily had got on it and Lincoln and Mike's like, you got to put that away. Yeah. Um, he's like, just for Lily's health, you know, mental health mm-hmm. later down the you know, road, I don't want it to become an obsessive thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't center <laughs> our lives around it. And we talk about it a lot, but you and I, but for, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're just going to like continue Gliding through and talking and, you know, sipping on our water. Um, and it is water. But, um, yeah, let's dive into. So she, I'm just going to go ahead and throw some quotes out because I do feel like there's lots of times where you um, have quoted some things and I'm like, oh, that's catchy or oh, I like that. But um, when you got here earlier, where we were talking about uniqueness and flaws and imperfections and I feel like it's the right time in our conversation to bring this up because you know when we think of times back when Napoleon was around and you know back in England and you saw these beautiful women in these pictures and I can even attest to it when I went to Spain and like walked through these museums art museums and I saw beautiful women and they were luscious and plump and just that was beautiful so what changed from then until now and I told you I had come across an article and it had said it's just a trend so somewhere along the line when Marilyn Monroe was classified as beautiful in her size whatever it was 12 15 jeans and with her you know her tummy it was she was beautiful she was the icon everyone wanted to be like her, have a body like her. But now, you know, you come 2021 20, and 
the definition of beauty of society has completely changed completely. So, you know, imperfections, flaws are, you know, and this is the way I quote it. It was like, love your imperfections. Like, I really don't like when people say that. And I can. Yeah, I don't like when people say that because it's not just imperfections are not this thing classified as ugly. Imperfections are beautiful. The problem is that it's just a current trend in today's society that they that your current whatever they think your imperfection is, that's what they classify it as. So if you have stretch marks or loose skin like me, um, somewhere along the line, someone said, oh, that's gross. You know, that's why we have laser removal or, you know, don't get me wrong. If you have had that and let me just clear the air. If you've had that done, there's nothing wrong with that. If that has made you accept yourself and love yourself more, more power to you. We're all we're all living this, you know, life. However, you know, we wish to get to the self-love and like journey and, and really, you know, become one with ourselves. whatever way, you know, you go about it. If, you know, more power to you. But with me personally, I feel like I had to learn to accept it, to love myself. And I didn't need, uh, I didn't want, at least I didn't want to go down the road of, you know, a tummy tuck and all that stuff. I wanted to learn because I knew that was the core. The core went much deeper than just stretch marks and loose skin. It started at a young age and I needed to connect that. And I just needed to connect all the dots. But anyway, um, so it's just a trend right now. And it's that word to me when I was telling Lexi, I was like, oh my gosh, how come I didn't see this sooner? You know, they're just body parts. Everything you have right now that society classifies as imperfect, it's just a trend. And I kid you not, it'll probably be a lot different when we get to 2050, you know, 3030, the year 3030, but it's just a trend. And so, like, I know you were you want to elaborate on that, but it was mind blowing. And I'm still right here like, <laughs> it's just a trend. It not, I, I, I think that was like beautifully put because it's just like the same thing with clothes, you know, like consider you know there's like trends with clothes like every freaking I don't even know like every year or every two weeks or every week it seems yeah. like there's always something new that comes out but it's it's honestly like when when you see someone that's like wearing something that's considered not of trend they're considered oh my oh you look ugly or yeah. oh you look stupid like why are you wearing that or that's outdated yeah. <laughs> even though we repeat trends we got 80s clothes yes in exactly <laughs> everything's coming back yeah like all the old styles are coming back Right. But I just when you said that to me, that's what I thought of. I was like, that's a good point, because like if people aren't on trend with their clothes now, they're not considered beautiful or like fashionable, if that makes sense. So it's it's pretty much the same thing to go with body types. Um, Like you're not considered like beautiful or on trend. And it, that's insane to me. That blows my mind. But when you brought up that quote, I was like, Damn, that's honestly a good way of putting it. Like That's yeah, a really good way of putting it. It's really just a trend and I, but it's sad. Cause I feel like like this trend specifically with like, you need to be skinny or you need to be tall or, you know, like have model legs or look, look legitimately look like a Victoria's Secret model. Like that, you know, that's considered what is beautiful nowadays, but like that trend has been happening for like years. So like, when is it going to change? Right. Like who's going to be the person to change that, you know? And I think the more people that follow along with you and your journey, I think the more people that will see it, like, honest, honestly, I think you're paving the way for like a new movement. And I think, you know, just inspiring one another, because I feel like even being raw and vulnerable and 
you know, open and just being freaking real. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. And we have to use those social like media platforms, regardless if you have five followers, 200, 1,000, 10,000, 1,200K, whatever, 20,000, I don't know, whatever. The point is, is that if we inspire one, we will somehow inspire thousands because everyone will inspire each other. And if we have that mindset, um, we could change, change the world. The world. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know, and I said this last week, like, oh, call me naive. But really, it takes one person. It takes one domino to fall for all of them to start this, uh, you know, the domino effect. It just, you know, one after another, just they start to collapse. So if we just are in this together to help one another, I think we could see the light at the end of the tunnel a lot sooner than, you know, having like our daughters having to grow up um, in a world mm-hmm. where it's like you have to literally live in a filter to be beautiful. And um, it was just, and the whole filter thing is like, I don't mind the filters that have different coloration. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I, with the little specks too, I like that <laughs> yeah. Halloween little look and I use it myself. The filters that I don't approve of is when they're constantly con- contouring your nose or and reconstructing your, your uh, lips and making your eye color and your, your cheeks more, you know, it doesn't even look like me. My face looks like, <laughs> like I'm like, I don't like a, like a brat doll. And I looked and I oh was my. like, if I do it, I look like a drag queen. I'm just like, <laughs> I... When I took that, I was like, this is unbelievable because how is that the definition of beautiful? So you're telling me that my nose, my long nose right now, or, you know, my thinner lips, that's not beautiful unless I go on and put a filter. And I feel like, you know, for us having two little girls around the same age, like, you know, and luckily, I mean, I don't, and I know you don't, we don't have them using those filters. Mm -mm. They can use whatever funny star and funny and and those character ones guess the character is great but it's just like how are we okay with promoting this nonsense and you know believing because later down the line you're making in a sense people believe that's how you look Mm -hmm. and then they come across you in real life and you get your First, a catfish. And yeah, and your f- first instinct is to be mad at that person mm-hmm. when it's not their fault. Like it's you made them believe you looked a certain way and you were okay with it. That's the problem is that we're so we're okay with l- looking like a filter than we are our loving ourselves, our true self. And you had said people's uniqueness is what makes them beautiful. And it is. It's it's what sets you apart. It's it's the whole um, it's the whole tie dye effect, you know, and I feel like so I was telling Mike, I was like, OK, everything I do has to have some kind of tie with what I do. It has to tie in, tie in and, you know, be in sync with one another. Like the whole intro song reminds me of my mom, Cindy Crawford, DHS. <laughs> fitness and I'm like dancing over here like doing the lunges that and her little ab movements and you Crawford used to do but it's like if you look at a tie dye shirt you can't replicate it right mm-hmm. I know every Each pattern's different every spot's different and I told Mike I was like oh my gosh 
this is, I was like, I've never done tie dye in my life. I didn't even think the first shirt was going to come out good. Oh. But this is the point is that we're all unique and beautiful in our own way, mm-hmm. just like tie dye. And if we can all see that, I mean, we look yeah, at a tie dye right. shirt and we think it's awesome. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh. So why can't we all think we're beautiful? Yeah. Like there's no. what? Why? Why not? Just because of the society that we grew up in, sadly, or that that we continue to grow up in. But like like how we were talking about the whole filter thing, it, it goes back to like being, uh, well, not being, but bullying in general. Because I know kids nowadays are, what are they, what are they the millennials, right? Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Anyway, I don't know either. The kids, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know I what I am. Millennial, right? I'm I 90. Don't I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the kids Next. nowadays like that are in, in elementary school have more access to more smartphones now. It, you know, like when I was in elementary school, I had a Razor phone, you know, like didn't have all those, all these apps, you know, that you can chirp. <laughs> she was so loud. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I couldn't get away with it at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> oh, I my mom with the chunk of. Oh, no. <laughs> Get off your phone. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it it's sad though to say that like kids nowadays have those smartphones. Like there's no really old phones anymore, you know. So they even have more, access. yeah, more access to like not loving themselves as as their true selves. So they they always put filters on or they always edit, you know, the hell out of their face. And that that's really sad to me. Like that breaks my heart. And Especially like with how I grew up, like being bullied all the time, like my advice to like all the young kids out there or like people in general, like just tone it down. Like you do not need it. I mean, I understand, you know, having fun with the filters or like, you know, making fun of them if you, if you want to make fun of them or, but you really do not need them. You do not need them. Like what I said in my, in, was it the live that I said that? I think it was the live that I said that with you. That your uniqueness is what makes you beautiful. Mm-hmm. Not two, not any two people are alike. You guys, no one, unless you're twins. <laughs> yeah. And you still have some similarities. Yes. Uh, like, not similar. No, yeah. Whatever. Differences. You yeah, still have some differences exactly. with you. But, um, no, yeah, no two people are the same. And that is literally what makes you beautiful. Like, think about it. If we were full of a world where we all look the same, it would be so boring. Yeah. So boring. Like, what... Act, talk, looked, we would dressed. Literally be clones, like in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, we look at that and we're like, oh, well, that's kind of well, It's weird. Boring. Yeah, that's it's weird. it's weird and it's boring. Like, just own your uniqueness. And I honestly look at your, your imperfections. I hate that word. Like you said earlier, I hate that word. But look at them as your uniquenesses because that is what makes you you. Like my teeth. That is what makes me me. <laughs> You know, I mean, someone else, it could be two different colored eyes. It could be or yeah, height. That's cool, though. I know. The, that is really cool. We, yeah, we call we call those like lobo eyes. Woof. Oh, lobo. see, that's see, that's awesome. Woof, woof eyes. That's you know, awesome. You tend to see that a lot. But yeah. Yeah, just own like own it, you guys. Like own your uniqueness. Own your what if you're viewing them as imperfections, you know, try not to just do Des's mere rule because I swear to you it works and I just started doing it a week ago it works that's like um uh, before going to bed too like if you go to bed with you know telling your subconscious because okay so your subconscious doesn't know the difference right your conscious knows what's going on that's like when you were a kid your subconscious isn't fully developed so like kids like will go pick their nose and think it's cool and think it's funny right and like oh look at me and I still do it so it's okay Navora 
Um, she probably got it from me anyway. Um, so you, you know, you do silly stuff. And even though kids may think it's weird, like as a kid, you never think twice, but you're like, okay, what's the big deal? Like, whatever. I'm still cooler than you. Um, but then you grow up and you hit a certain point where your subconscious is fully developed. And now it's literally the good guy, but the bad guy at the same time, because it does tend to take over. Like it doesn't know the difference between good and bad. Mm -hmm. So you tell it something and it like, if you say, um, you know, uh, being, you know, wait, if you step on the scale and you say 160 pounds is overweight. So your subconscious takes that and says, okay, I'm overweight. And then it goes on this whole tyrant. I'm, I'm obese. I'm fat. I'm ugly. And it goes down this whole list of negativity. So your subconscious doesn't, doesn't know how to separate it all. So, and I lost my train of thought now, but (laughs) so, I mean, if we just, um, you know, with the whole mirror rule, Mm -hmm. you know, it just same way, this is where I'm, I'm backtracking because I remember what I said, but it's like going to bed. If you go to bed, with positivity and you, and that's the time where your subconscious is working the hardest is at night, like right before bed and the minute you wake up in the morning. So that's why with all these, um, manifestation and these people talking about positivity and self-love, you know, talk to yourself with kindness and love and, and even ask yourself a question at the end of the night, um, right before you hit the pillow and you knock out. And then again in the morning, um, and you'll see that difference Mm -hmm. because your mind is like, hold on, wait a second. Okay. The subconscious like, "Er, okay, let's detour for a second. Oh, okay. So it's, it's like, you're, you're filling yourself, you're filling your cup with just all this love and kindness. That's why even journaling right before you get up in the morning is, you know, right when you get up is such a good thing because you're just filling out all this positivity. So your subconscious is picking all that up. Same when you go to bed, if you go to bed angry, what's going to happen the next day? for some reason you tend to be even in a worse mood the next morning. You're not, or just like, like you're like, uh, like you don't, you're an ugly person to be around. Like God forbid the next person that puts gas next to you, you'll probably run them over. So, I mean, it's, um, it's just the mirror rule does work Mm -hmm. and it's, it's your subconscious. Like you're rewiring it. You're, you're telling it you might've someone. And that's why our self self, subconscious takes from our insecurities and beliefs because it takes from our whole belief system so as a kid you know even though we don't think twice about stuff the subconscious is still developing so when it fully develops it takes from all that and it turns it in and metamorphs metamorphosizes or whatever it's called it turns into a ugly butterfly though it turns into ugly butterfly because it's not beautiful if it's filled with negativity so i mean then you hear, you know, the bullying and that's when it starts to manifest into this negativity and you start to like go down this rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You don't love yourself and you have all these insecurities, but the subconscious takes from your beliefs at a young age. And then when it's fully developed, that's when you see it. But if you use the mirror rule, now that I went on this whole tangent, <laughs> it does work. It sounds silly to some, but if you, you know, fill your cup every time you look into the mirror, uh, with positivity, it's reinforcing your mind and it's firing those neurons. And, you know, sooner or later, regardless if you're in a happy mood or good mood, I mean, or bad mood, happy, happy, <laughs> same word. And regardless if you're in a happy or bad mood, you're going to believe it. You're going to believe that the person in the mirror you are 100% in love with. Um, which brings me to, you also had said another good quote um, 
you were directing it at Nabora or or your daughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but see your beauty without a compliment or a mirror. Yes. Okay, so when I was writing that, it's funny that that's because I was looking, we were looking in the mirror together and I was just admiring how she looked at herself because she was smiling. You know, she was giving herself kisses, you know, like, and I loved it because she's so pure and innocent. Like, I I don't want anything to, like, obviously ruin that or, like, ruin that vision that she sees of herself right now. So uh, it's I think it's important that we have our kids or explain to our kids that you do not need a mirror. Like, imagine if we didn't have a mirror, like, at all. You would just have to believe that you know you're beautiful or like you know if someone tells you like oh you're so pretty you know like you have pretty eyes you have pretty hair you know like whatever the compliment is like you want to believe it and you don't like you don't want to sit there and be like oh that's not true you know like stop lying right. like what I used to do <laughs> you know like stop lying to me you know I don't want to take a compliment even now I get awkward when people compliment me I'm like I don't know how to I don't know how to act like it's a weird feeling but um I just think it's super important to have our kids, especially girls. I know it's like a weird thing to say, but it's sadly true that we teach them to love who they are for themselves without the filters, without whatever, like, I don't want to say, you know, plastic surgery, but you know, I mean, if you had plastic surgery, that's fine. You know, like totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. Like they don't, they don't have to go down that line if they yes. don't want to. Yes. Like, it's okay. It's and that's okay. why I said, like, you know, we're here to be raw and censored and what our viewpoints are personally. Everybody's going to have different. And, yeah. You know, like, if that's what you, you know, want to like, do, you that's, do what, that's fine. You yeah. know, every woman ha- and every man has a different path to self-love. Yes. You know, but for our daughters in particular, yeah, like, we want to show them that. Uh, being raw and just themselves is beautiful regardless of what society and standards Mm -hmm. and whatever you know magazine is in today's you know world says that nope you can't you can't look like that I guess okay I guess too like I want I want Navora to mentally grow up beautifully if that makes sense that's why I say without compliments because like I want her in her head to be like I'm so I'm beautiful not just because of my looks you know but because of the way that you carry pretty much the way that you carry yourself right if you know if that makes sense like you don't need those compliments you don't need a mirror to to see just how beautiful you truly are it's just the way that a woman or a man carries themselves is like what makes them like attractive to other people you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like you know like it's crazy to me because what before I had Lily, mm-hmm. and I think I had Lincoln already, but you know, I came across somebody that said, I don't tell my daughter, I never have told my daughter um, when she was little that she was beautiful, even though she was, she was this little girl is absolutely, you know, beautiful. She was just beautiful. Yeah. And she was like, Well, I don't tell her that because she's just going to grow up to be snotty and bratty. And now, years down the line, she's insecure. Um, I still have these really, you know, it's just, you know, family friends, but, um, she's insecure and, you know, doesn't believe in herself and struggles with self-love. And it's like, when did giving your children or kids a compliment was supposed to develop this negativity, like they were going to grow up to be conceited and snotty. I mean, I feel like it would be, you know, it starts in the home anyway. Mm -hmm. So we're the first teachers. So, I mean, we're already creating those beliefs because, 
I mean, in, in reality, our beliefs start with, you know, our family, you know, our fam, how our, our parents are raised and the morals they give us and the beliefs, the system they give us. But then our beliefs also originate from like school and the people we associate with friends, you know, friends or other distant family that, you know, we come in contact with, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, as moms to little girls, you know, and just giving them that, I think we're doing a good job and, you know, in regards to, you know, teaching them how to love themselves and, you know, yeah. not re- we, cause at the end of the day, we don't want them to repeat with, you know, what we did. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we I don't want through. Lily with the toothbrush down her throat, trying to make herself throw up for the first time. Or, you know, yeah, you don't, don't want to catch Navora with the filer no. to her teeth, you know, yeah. trying to filing <clears throat> her teeth down. But I mean, there's just so much to digest too, as a parent, um, and try, you know, try to like, how no but yeah that's just the thing and I tell <laughs> I try to make my parents understand this too like um we can't keep our kids from bullying but we, we can help, help them mm-hmm. and that's the biggest thing like we can help them like and if it all starts with the home it's like if you're if you see your parent insecure in their ways and they're constantly belittling themselves it, it's going to impact the child sooner or later that child is going to think down the road that he or she is ugly and they have problems when in reality, you know, it was just, even I, though you were not trying to be a bad parent, you yeah, know, just, it, it just, just comes out you know, it just comes out naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we I all, can, we're all human. Yeah. I can kind of elaborate on that. Like with the whole, your parent, your parents seeing, you know, not being negative. Yeah. Because, uh, like my mom never truly believed she was like beautiful. She always like point out her flaws to me since I was little yeah. <laughs> and I'm like you know in my head I'm like you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen and I'm not just saying that because you're my mom like truly you're you're really beautiful and like the same thing with my dad because my dad had a stroke when he was little and he hated the left side of his of his body because it was it's paralyzed so like he would drag his feet and he hated it and he would always point out to me so I think that too is what caused me to like look at myself and be like oh like uh, this is ugly you know like yeah. my teeth are ugly because I was never told like otherwise, you know, like I was pretty much told like all oh, these things are ugly, like they're not, you shouldn't embrace them pretty much. Right. Like you need to change them. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like I had this conversation with a friend of mine and, you know, she'll stand there and she'll pick herself apart in front of her daughter. And like, I am very like, you could, you can read my face right away <laughs> when I'm upset. Yes. And like, I just don't have, um. What, what is it like called? A filter. No, no, no. Not like a filter, but uh, poker face. Just not poker, good face. poker face. I don't at all. You know when I'm, you know, pissed off. <laughs> but I'm looking at her. I'm like, your daughter, and you wonder why your daughter has insecurities mm-hmm. about herself. Why you catch her in front of the mirror all the time, belittling herself. Yeah. Well, it starts with you as a mother too. And I, you know, it's not to be mean, but I mean, if no, you know, your if kids I are gonna mimic what they there, see. Yeah, they're gonna exactly. I mean, we're we're their teachers. So, you know, we have to, if you, we want them to be great, then we have to teach them how to be great. Yes. Exactly. We have to teach them how to love themselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then, um, I don't know if you have anything else to chime in, but we're still going to chat and stuff, but, <laughs> uh, this, I also wanted this podcast to be, you know, we'll have men and women on here, but for the women, you know, I, you know, um, 
entrepreneurs and, you know, mom life and all this stuff. And I know Lexi is an entrepreneur and I kind of wanted to dive into that because she gets to see beauty behind a lens. And I feel like for a lot of us, (laughs) me in particular, I am like the most awkward person. I will sit there and I kid you not, I will reenact, um, from the proposal, <laughs> Betty White and Sandra Bullock. Around the fire, Bullock, whatever. Around the fire, yeah. And, you know, Betty White's trying to look for her, like, trying to adjust her boobs. And they're like, oh, it's like an Easter egg, huh? And so, like, I always say that because, like, I'm like, well, I'm flat chesting. Like, that's the inside joke. Like, I mean, I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know, I'd, I've always been a size A cup or whatever. And I've always been <laughs> tiny. So, I mean... Except when I gave birth because I had a shit to <laughs> milk. Milk but, Yeah. <laughs> but like I'm sitting there. I'm like the most awkward person. We're taking the self-love. So we're trying to find the perfect photo, right? And I was like, okay, we found the perfect photo. But before then, we went through all these things. And Lexi's trying to like take pictures. And I'm like, oh, it's like an Easter egg hunt. Let's do like a topless one. But I mean, while no, I was no, covering yeah. myself. But I mean, those were for me in particular. But. Um, they're not for online clearly, um, clearly. <laughs> but I'm like trying to like cover them. And I'm like, and her, her best friend was like, um, well do like this. I was like, I can't, like, I literally can't do what you're trying to tell me because I, I'm so flat over here. Like, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> it's like an Easter egg hunt. But I mean, oh, man. you see beauty, you see true beauty and I, in, in raw. And the thing I love about you is that you will not will not Photoshop or no. um, what is it called? Like smooth out the skin or whatever yeah, edit. you edit. edit. Mm-hmm. You will leave pictures very raw and you know, there's no in between of that. Like if you no. want to do it yourself, you can. The only thing you ever do change is maybe the lighting. No, that's but- exactly, that's literally exactly what I do. I, I will, I can, I know some people like the unedited pictures just so, you know, just so they can mess with them on their own and that's totally fine. But I, Tell people all the time before I take their picture, I'm not going to Photoshop you. I'm not going to fix the pimples on your face. I'm not because I'm shooting what I'm seeing. Like I'm shooting real life. I'm shooting you. I'm shooting you in the moment. And I love just capturing like raw moments, if that if that makes sense. To me, that's beautiful. And I there's something super empowering about helping women see just how truly sexy or just how truly beautiful they are. And I don't mean that in like, you know, a weird no, way. No, no, I, no, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like I love, like when I shot your pictures, for instance, I left feeling so empowered and like, it's just, it's a funny thing to say. Cause literally it was just pictures, but like I left <laughs> feeling super inspired and super strong, like stronger than like I arrived. If that, if, yeah. you know, if, if you guys get what I mean, you catch my drift, <laughs> but Uh, I just think it's important, especially with all the photographers, like that's what's going to set me apart is because I'm going to shoot you and show you just how truly you beautifully are without editing the crap out of your pictures. Like I will change the lighting, you know, because I love doing that because it's fun. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah. But I won't. I'm not going to sit there and spend hours changing the smile lines on your face or the wrinkles on your face. You know, it's natural. It's human nature. It's part of everyone like everyone goes through it you know like there's no denying that we all age yeah (laughs) I mean for god's sake I'm only I'm not even 30 yet and my smile lines on my eyes I look like an old lady (laughs) because I smile so dang much well I guess that's a good thing (laughs) yes 
I mean, yeah, it's good and bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's it's funny because like, well, you know, I'm not the only one, and I'm sure you know Kim's not the only one, but um you know, you come across people and they're like, oh, I don't like that one. I don't like this one. I don't no. like that. I don't look like this, blah, 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 blah. I mean, now I don't do it so much. I'm just the awkward person trying to pose because I, I don't know okay. what to do with my hands. And uh, like my dad was the other day, he was like, hey, um, next time for your Instagram photo, just don't stick out your tongue. He's like, you're beautiful <laughs> with when you're smiling, like Aww, you're naturally yeah. beautiful. And I was like, I'm laughing and I'm trying to keep a straight face because I'm like, well, he doesn't know that. That's just my awkwardness. Like, I learned zone. to love myself, yeah. but that's my go-to signature mm-hmm. look. And I call it my signature look, but <laughs> it it's just well. because <laughs> I feel comfortable at that moment. Like, I will legit try to take these photos in my garage of myself, like, from time to time. And I'm like, smiling at the very last second. I'm like, uh, like, lengua <laughs> and I like, tongue out. And it's not, it's just my comfort zone. I mm-hmm. think that's part of just loving yourself though. Is like, it's that, and I, and I feel like both of us are like, in a sense, awkward at times with photos, but it's just all part of the process. And yeah. we're all in this journey, you know, our self-love journey is not, does, there's no percentage. So it's like, even though you're healing and you feel like you're healed, doesn't mean you're hundred percent healed. So there's some things that you still like quirks yeah. that are like, like for me, it's like the whole tongue thing because I'm still not comfortable in front of a camera, even though I'm comfortable in front of a mirror, which I feel like you saw more of that when I stood in yeah. front of the mirror that day because I'm comfortable with my reflection, but I'm not comfortable when the camera's just pointing at me and I'm like, okay, I got to post. Oh my gosh, I'm sweating under my armpits. I mean, I, I can I can I can understand where you're coming from. It's because you're looking at yourself and yeah. you're not you're not having someone else look yeah. at you or like shoot Regardless your picture. Of who it is, and it's no, you, no, but- yeah. No, it's still, I mean, even for myself, when I posted that picture on my Instagram of the the back camera, I know a lot of people don't use the back camera. And the back camera, honest, honestly, is what's going to show you, like, your true, beautiful self. It is not this, the front camera. But I know, you know it's hard to take selfies the other way. Yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't see them. <laughs> yeah. But that took a lot of courage for me to post because, like, that's what I look like, like, on edited Um, yeah you know like unfiltered and I think too a lot of the times when people are taking content pictures if you want to call them that you know for your social media or just pictures in general they're trying to compare themselves to like something they see on Pinterest yeah and you you are not gonna get it exact I mean you can come close to it but you're not gonna get it exact you know because those people are those people and you are you you are you Mm -hmm. so uh my advice for the pictures in general is just don't try so hard like literally just be yourself. Yeah. Just, just have fun. Yeah. If you're awkward like this, but yes. I mean, you Tina's trying to take photos earlier. I'm oh, you'll see that. Car- Lexi swore that she was going to carry me, but we all know it's the other way around. If you see her. Uh, hey, I can try. Yeah, yeah. If she's trying to face plan, I mean, that's cool. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm trying to go to the hospital before this podcast. Um, was not filmed. So, uh, or not, whatever. Um, recorded. Recorded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she has her, you know, her photography mm-hmm. business and, you know, she captures true beauty. So um, it's been awesome to see that journey. But what got you, other than, you know, the whole empowerment mm-hmm. and seeing, you know, making women feel beautiful, like what got you into it? Like, why did you want to start photography? Like what, what sparked your interest in the first place? 
that's a, that's a really good question. <laughs> so growing up, I was always that annoying person that was taking pictures of literally everyone and everything. Everybody. And I'd be like, okay, hey, wait, hang on. No, you know, like pause, like don't move. <laughs> Let me yeah. take a picture. And, um, when I gave birth to my daughter, uh, I had my boyfriend, her brother, obviously, Frank, <laughs> get me a camera and I started, I wanted to start taking pictures of Navora, like the monthly pictures. Like that just was something that I wanted to. I mean, obviously I could use my phone. I just wanted a camera, but it wasn't until I started shooting her. I get pretty much, she's like the reason that I actually started the, the whole photography thing, like actually started going with it. Um, when I started shooting her, I was like, oh, this is a lot of fun. You know, like I wonder like what else I could shoot. And then when I shot yours, Kim's and your mom's pictures for the CrossFit event that you went to, I was like, oh, like not to be like self-absorbed. I was like, these are actually pretty good. You know, like considering I've (laughs) never shot something like that before. I was like, okay, hmm, like maybe I can do this, you know, like, all right. And then you kept telling me like, Lexi, just just go for it. it. Just Just go for it. it. Like she literally kept telling me for months, like, just do it. Just do it already. I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know. Just one day I was like, all right, screw it. Like I'm going to do it. And I I did it. And I've been, I've been shooting, you know, people, I do want to shoot more people just so I can get more practice. But yeah, I've been shooting more people. I've been having a lot of fun doing the boudoir pictures just because it's really, really empowering and it's fun to shoot that. But I photograph everything literally a rock. That should be your slogan. (laughs) Like, um, smiling through it to see the better side of things or something like that. Oh, I like that. Ooh, I mean, it's your like own that. quote, but change it up <laughs> No, no, I know. I'm like, I like, oh, that's a good slogan. Because <laughs> you're, she's literally always smiling. I mean, I'll give you guys all her social media yeah. so you guys can go give her a follow, but even when I'm she's in always pain. smiling. And she's, <laughs> you know, and I feel like you're very honest too on your social media platforms. Mm-hmm. I mean, you share Nabora a lot and but the times that you have opened up, you know, you kind of hit the nail and, you know, more people should be, um, I feel like reading those posts. Cause I mean, it's not just like, and we're going to go back to the beginning, but it's not just, you know, like for me personally, someone that, um, struggled with weight and bullying in the sense, like I was ugly because I wasn't, I was fat and the other girls were, um, you know, always in jeans and a cute t-shirt and mm-hmm. you found me in Nike sweatpants and Hoodie. my Kobe Bryant, um, Shaq over large t-shirt that my mom had. Yep. That's right. Kobe, um, <laughs> may you rest in peace. Yes. But, and, um, but yeah, I mean, you found me that like that in fifth grade all the time. And I wanted to play basketball and tetherball and I was in softball and, you know, but I look at you and I'm like, again, oh, she had it all together. And then you started to open up to Kim and I and you told us about, you know, your life journey and just, you know, if I looked at you, your story would have never matched. If I had to play that matching game in school, you know, like match. <laughs> guess who? Yeah. Guess this thing to where does this thing go? Number five. But how does number five look like written out? I would have never put that together with you. And, you know, the more you open up and you're very raw and real and you show you know there's no um there's no filter on you and I feel like you know people can learn a lot from you and I think many many people can um can find this connection with you um so my 
last, very last question to you. And I feel like, um, you kind of went into detail mm-hmm. about this, but I'm going to ask like, cause you didn't, you, you know, you were jumping around yeah, yeah. in the beginning you were trying to, <laughs> hearing your story, you know, we all say what comes to mind first before we forget it. But to this teenager struggling with home life and being bullied, what advice would you give them or the woman struggling who hasn't been able to forgive, like forgive, you know, the way she, you know, whatever struggle she went mm-hmm. through in either elementary school or her home life. Um, what would you tell her in a sense, like, you know, in regards to going down the path of forgiveness and to continue to write her own story rather than stay on the same exact chapter, what would you tell them? What, what is it? What advice would you give them? Okay. So uh, without taking too much time up. No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You have time. Uh, I grew up, I guess, what you can consider a very broken home. So from when I was a baby, my mom left and she she left. I'm just going to leave it that. She left. She left me and my brother. Uh, and it was just my brother, my dad, and I for a very, very long time. But my dad would always have different women around like all these women, like I had, I didn't know who they were, but they were always like co. Well, he said coworkers. You know, I never, <laughs> honestly, I never knew if that was true or not. But whatever. <laughs> um, but he, they, he would always have them around. And then he met my, sorry, he met my sister's mom, Alicia, and she, she's, she's a very good person. But it was hard, obviously, because I wanted my mom. You know, I wanted my mom, yeah. and I would always ask for my mom. And I would cry for my mom and I'd be like, you know why? I would always blame myself. Like, what did I do wrong? Even though I was a baby at the time, like, what did I do wrong for her to want to leave me? And uh, like, what did I do wrong for my dad to not want to fight to get her back? (laughs) And I grew up pretty much where when my mom did come back into my life and my brother's life that they would talk crap about each other to me specifically all the time. And I would always be put in the middle and I absolutely hated it. I still sometimes to this day, I get put in the middle of situations with my family and I hate it. And I just think that they think they can do that because I'm a very nice and forgiving person. So they think they can just like run their mouth, you know, and I've gotten to the point before I I go to like the advice I want to give to other people that I've gone through something like that. Um, that I have had enough (laughs) at this point in my life, you know, like, I'm just like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) But anyway, so, uh, pretty much the advice I would give to a teenager or even a man or woman going through something like this now in their life is things can always be worse. Always. And I don't want to cry. (laughs) There's, there can always be someone that's homeless, a little kid that doesn't have a home, you know, like a little kid that doesn't have food on their table, a little kid that is growing up in foster care that doesn't have parents. And luckily I, I did have both of my parents, regardless of how the situation is and was, I do still have both my parents, you know, and I thank God for that every day that I still have them around, but in the back of your head, you just have to think of things. There, there's always going to be something worse going on in life. Like, look, look at now. Like, look what's happening now with the, with the whole COVID situation. Like, no one saw that coming. And I think going through this 
now like you don't take family for granted anymore if that you know yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense but that is honestly my number one advice and that is what is what has helped me have such like a positive outlook is that like things are always worse it could always be worse I mean it may seem like your life is falling apart around you or like you have nothing figured out or I don't know like you may think you know like you did something wrong at the time but you didn't like you did not do anything wrong it was not you your parents are your parents and they're adults so they knew what they were doing <laughs> you didn't you don't even now like I don't know what I'm doing you know like no one has it all figured out there's always going to be worse days uh someone's always going to have a harder life than you and I mean I've been I've I've been through the ringer <laughs> just from what I've experienced and what I have seen and that literally is what has like saved me is just thinking like things could always be worse and like I don't know if that's like sad to some people like that's pretty honest to God what has helped me have such a positive outlook on like everything and everybody has a different outlook you know I mean this is her personal journey this is your personal journey this is what you can attest to that what has helped you and maybe just maybe it can help somebody else yeah. too. It can, it can because you know our our words do go a long way especially when we can relate and you know someone can you know just feel um like empowered by them mm -hmm. you know it just sometimes it just takes a simple phrase um but what about you know, a woman still struggling to put oh, that behind yes, her because, okay. you know, now you forgiving. You, that's right. Yeah. You are you and, you know, you're a beautiful woman and you're a mom and you're just, you have, <laughs> you. you know, you're always so happy and, you know, um, so <laughs> it sounds silly, but I have learned to accept an apology that I have never gotten. So for the things that have that my dad has put me through personally and that my mom has put me through personally, I've never fully gotten an apology, like a, a true meaningful apology. And I've just learned that you cannot hold on to like such anger because it, it literally will turn you black inside and out. Like your heart will literally be black. And I, I started catching myself getting like that in high school. And I did not like the person that I was becoming because I was, excuse me, but I was being a bitch to literally everyone and everything. Like I hated it. I got super competitive, like super unhealthy, un, unhealthy, yeah, unhealthy, unhealthy, <laughs> unhealthy competitive. And I mean, I'm, I'm a naturally competitive person, but like, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> But like at that point, like I needed to be the best in order to like feel good about myself, yeah. you know, but I, I have learned it's sad. I mean, I mean, it's not sad. It's not sad. No, it's not. I should, I need to stop saying that. Yeah. You need to stop. Saying <laughs> but that. I have learned to accept an apology that I have never gotten. Um, I've learned that like family is blood. They're always going to be there. And I hate it. And I think this is why I take family time so important now that I have a kid is because I never had that growing up. And so family time is like super, super important. So if you have grudges, you know, or like, or holding on to anger with like your family in general, I suggest you take a look if it's really worth holding on to, because what's going to happen, you know, if they pass away, 
or like you passed away because you never know what's going to happen in the days ahead, (laughs) especially nowadays. Like you really don't know what's going to happen. But yeah. So to any woman struggling with like forgiving themselves, you literally, I'm just going to tell you right now, you haven't done anything wrong. If you grew up in a situation like I did, it was not your fault. It will never be your fault. And just, yeah, just take it one day at a time. That's all I could say. Literally take it one day at a time, one second at a time. (laughs) And love yourself because you deserve it. Yes. (laughs) So with that being said, we're going to end on that note. And I just want to thank you for being on the podcast. I love you. Thank you so much for your support and always your encouragement. Sometimes I'm like, man, she's so nice. I want to be like her. But, you know, you really are like I'm you've been a blessing to our family in more ways than, you know. Um, So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. But if there's anything else you want to say, um, if not, I'll go ahead and um, give the quote of the week and then we'll go from there. <laughs> no, I just want to say thank you for having me. Thank you for asking me these questions because they open my eyes more than I thought they were going to but I'm glad I'm glad that they did (laughs) and yeah you guys take it one day at a time stay positive and yeah all right guys so I'm gonna go ahead and read this week's quote self-love you have to choose yourself even when others refuse to self-love is choosing yourself and choosing yourself is self-care you're entertaining the wrong things with the wrong people because you're struggling with loving yourself It's okay to take a break, a moment for yourself. It's okay to be selfish if it means rediscovering your own power and happiness. All right. So to find Lexi on her social media platforms, you can find her at echo.photographyzero. And then you can also find her on her personal page at Lexi, that's L-E-X-I-I Salazar 1441. And then to end on that, I just want to let you guys know because of all the love and support, we'll be doing our big shop drop on Thursday when this actual podcast goes live. We will have tie-dye and camo, but we'll just remember that the tie-dye will not replicate itself, okay? Every tie-dye is different and unique, just like you. Um, and then if you guys have any questions um, or feedback that you personally want to give me and don't have a way to reach me, you can email me at Desiree at selfloveeffect.com. So remember the self-love shop is selfloveeffect.com or if you know it, by Lincoln's Treasures. Um, And last but not least, I wanted to give a shout out to the best grips in the world, Wad and Dunn. You could save, make sure you go save your hands because they have helped me graciously. I don't even tear anymore. And man, I used to get these big, fat, ugly blisters and they'll bleed everywhere. So you could save your hands using code treasures15. And then if you're looking for some good active wear, and I don't know about you, Lexi, but it makes me feel sexy when I'm in it in my little shorts and my, my sports bra. But born primitive, you can use. Uh, code discount code fitmama10 to save yourself um, some money. Yeah. And last but not least, a big shout out to Brute Force. You guys, I traveled this um, holiday season towards the end to Missouri and I really was like, how am I going to get my workouts in? Oh my goodness, this is not going to work. Well, 
thanks to brute force, I was able to bring a sandbag along the plane. And well, I never missed a beat. So I stayed consistent. So thank you to brute force. You guys go check them out and get your hand, get your hands on a sandbag. Don't make excuses. Um, make it done. Yeah, make it done. Get it done. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again for tuning in. I love you guys. Thank you for the endless love and support. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.